another thing. Now, this, this today, today is um, interesting because it is a day before the second most important contest of 2023. We are recording this. Pulling back the curtain that is shaped like a door, I guess. <laughs> Our squeaky curtain. Yeah. A spooky curtain, yeah. Day before the Super Bowl. Right. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Oh, I hadn't heard anything about it. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see two of us are wearing red. I mean, he's got some red in his shirt. Yeah, yeah there's some boxing gloves in there. <laughs> it's the second most important contest of 2023. Yeah. The most important takes place... On March 25th at Big Rip. Oh, 1 p.m. Nice. There's going to be a Mario Kart tournament. Um, us, our friends at First Issue Club, and our friends at Who the Hell is This For? Plus, you might be wondering, who's the fourth racer going to be? Well, guess what, listener? It's going to be you. That's right. We are going to race you. You're going to race us. And all the fun and proceeds uh, go to Down Syndrome Innovations based out of Overland Park. Uh, we're going to have some prizes, much like last year. There's going to be some things to give away, some beer to drink, uh, and some good times to be had. I believe we're still figuring out the prize for the best podcast. We might do something similar last year. Change your handle. Yep. Change your social media handle. That, that's, loser. Easy. that's easy. That's an easy one. You know. So if we can come up with something a little bit funner. Maybe the losers have to do a car wash. In Daisy Duke's. A sexy car wash. A sexy wash. car yeah. wash. They have to wash our cars. Our, whoever, the winners. They <laughs> yeah. have to wash the winners' cars um, in full view of the public, uh-huh. of course. <laughs> and our cameras. <laughs> and our cameras. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a good one. We'll see. Right. Uh, but March 25th, 1 p.m., big rip. Come on down. Come on up. Or maybe the winner gets to choose next time mm. what the game is. Maybe the winner gets to kiss the losers. Ooh, on the lips. Now that's a prize. That's a prize. That's a prize. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good time. So please come out, help support Down Syndrome Innovation, and um, drink some beer. Drink some beer and get your ass kicked by Debates on Tap. Yep. That's right. Which, by the way, guys, that's the show. A version of it. <laughs> a yeah. part of it, Because yeah. it is, and another thing, this is a podcast where we drink, we talk, and everyone wins. Much like March 25th at 1 p.m. at Big Rip. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I am Vargas. What a good time. What a time. We're all here together. T- two of us are not, are, are normal. Not nervous. We're not thinking about anything else. Our minds are here. <laughs> right. um, we are fully present Vargas in the moment. Vargas gorgeous fellow. <laughs> <laughs> You can still hear us though. Your ears still work. Uh, yeah, my, my ears what if that work. was something that, that could happen? What if you what if there were cords inside your body and they could get unplugged? And then you just can't move your arm. I mean, what are veins and arteries but cords? That's true. What are muscles but cords? Yeah. What are neurons but yeah. cords? Yeah, bro. Butt cords. <laughs> what are butt cords? What but... is what are your intestines but a butt cord? <laughs> That's basically it. You know what I thought about the other day, actually? Love to hear this. Do you guys remember when I asked like what normal superpower would you have? And I said two buttholes. God damn it. Because <laughs> I wanted a second intestinal tract where I could just taste food but not have to like digest it and gain the weight. Oh, you could just, yeah, just pass it very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's I, more like a straight tube. Yeah, so I ended up with two buttholes. <laughs> you remember that? No. I do. Was, Are you, you sure dreaming? you had you this dreaming conversation no, with we, us? We definitely had this conversation. <laughs> and you said two buttholes. I didn't say that. It, that was the end result because I was like, right. I wish I could eat food, but have it like divert to a separate butthole, <laughs> a separate intestinal tract, you know, and well, then you were like, so you'd have two buttholes. <laughs> well, real quick, let's rehash this. Where is the second butthole? Is it next to the other butthole? I would. Well, I would assume it's stacked. 
Oh, sure. Not, right. Yeah, of we're, it's not right. side by side. It's uh, it's hot dog, not hamburger. Well, I'm just saying it's interesting <laughs> that you would have it next to your other butthole as a like maybe put it in your armpit. So you just l- open your arm above a toilet. Why would I want that? I don't know. I'm just saying it's your butthole. I- I'm taking two shits. I don't want to have to have a separate toilet. That's just for my armpit. I bet your shit would be different out of one butthole because if it's not being processed, well, the if it's same not pro- it'd just be food. It'd be your chewed up food. Yeah. So no, just, no nutrients. I mean, just shit that out. Really, with you the... could just chew it up and just spit it back out. Yeah. What if your butthole is a yeah, part of your mouth? Yeah, that's not a superpower. What if it's like through your chin, where you just like yeah. chew it and just like oh, that's flap open. That's just a tracheotomy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tracheotomies, what are we drinking? <laughs> well, I brought for the boys. Uh, Boulevard's new quirks, which are their whip variation. Um, basically, it has like vanilla flavoring in it. Yeah, it's like Dreamsicle. Basically, yes. And uh, I have a couple flavors, but I have strawberry banana and the raspberry lime. And I think Vargas has the other. A pineapple orange and raspberry and lime. Raspberry lime. There's one more that I didn't bring that's also very good. But these are just nice, just easy breezy. Did just you not bring it because it's the best one and you drank it all? Hmm. We don't count. <laughs> beers at home, Brian, that's, that's when the true. baby is asleep. It's true. We don't count them. Baby asleep beers. When mama gets her wine, daddy gets his drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> I What's guess. the other flavor, Do you know? Off the top of my head, no. It was too delicious. That's you drank great, it too fast. Uh, yes, because I, I, I tried each one of them, not at <laughs> not a sip and then put it down. <laughs> Disgusting. And open it up. <laughs> I tried all of them over the course of a couple of days and then yeah, the other one is it, it's it's delicious. They're all I think they're all very good because that the little vanilla flavoring just adds a little bit of just like sweetness to it and this feels more like this is going to be a dumb thing that i say so don't this call is not me out on a it. dumb podcast this is yeah this is a safe podcast this feels more like a drink like more like a like a mixed drink right. as opposed to like a seltzer i don't think that was dumb well because i was gonna say if i hadn't have said that i was just gonna say this feels more like a drink now that and then been you guys would have piled right. on me, yes. so I had to preface. Correct. Uh, peach apricot is the other one. Peach apricot. I think it's interesting that you peach said apricot. apricot. Mm-hmm. You say apricot. Yeah, I say apricot. Oh, well, that's interesting that you said apricot. I was gonna say, I guess <laughs> I'm the monkey of the bunch. <laughs> we flipped it around. A- apricot. Apricot. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're drinking those, and they're they're good. They're, they're delightful. Fun little beer. I need to have quirks more often. I there's only been one. Quirk, Mr. Boulevard, if you're listening, please just skip ahead like 30, 30, minutes, 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> no, you need to hear this. You do. But all, I think all their quirks are delicious. Yeah. But there's one, the pineapple chili just didn't. Oh, didn't yeah. That one didn't hit the mark. No. Because I remember whenever I first drank it, it had too much chili in it. Yeah. And ugh, it was just not, not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite. But you know what? Kudos to them for trying something new. Yes. How about that? Don't lose that spirit. I think you might need to turn your mic. I think it's like no, I'm, I'm facing the right way because I hear because it's the thing where I hear it just all of a sudden, just like yes, yeah, see, yeah. I thought it was because you were like at the same place, but then you moved a little bit and it got louder. No, all right, my board's all dusty. Do we need to get that spray can? It's right there. Oh, there. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Keep all this in. <laughs> this is good quality carpet. Here. Wait, wait, wait. There. ASMR, you are the key you are the keyboard. You are the board. Yeah. We get, are we still good? Are we okay? Yeah. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. But uh but yeah. So 
What's what's new? What's new, fellas? <laughs> it's. I just imagine that's going to be the roughest. Like, yeah. But yeah, so because it's, it'll be me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you know. <clears throat> so Vox Machina, Legend of Vox Machina. I think we right. talked about this before, but they had the second season. Um, still very good. Right. And I've been reading stuff about how they are filling a gap in the animation community because there does seem to be a lack of, not only does it not take itself seriously, it knows exactly what it is, much like D&D. Mm-hmm. It knows it's a silly thing. It obviously has powerful moments. Um, you root for the characters, the story, everything. Um, but it's very adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and the animation style, um, it's kind of, it reminds me of not as groundbreaking as Spider-Man into right. the Spider-Verse. Right. Uh, but it, it does have different styles for things going on. So there's mm-hmm. dragons in the show. The dragons are animated differently than the characters in the show. Um, and it just fills that void of truly adult because you have anime, um, which can be adult, but I think it's a lot for kids. Uh, definitely a lot for nerds. Um, but there's no like, there, or there's not a lot, right? You got like Rick and Morty, but that's like... A little problematic right now. That's it's a, not, That's though. a hot topic. It's not, though. And I'm going to talk uh, about that I, later. I know, I know, I know. It's going to be a fun topic. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just, it's a fantasy cartoon for adults, like str- like strictly for adults. Yeah. Well, um, it's a, it's an, it's an very ani- brutal. It's an animated show for adults that's not a sitcom. Yeah. It's very, because it is very violent. Yeah. It's one of the few um, that's very violent. Explain to me real fast of someone who so loses. cartoon. Yes. Yeah, so start back. When did cartoons start, right? What's the deal with cartoons? Uh, I know what Critical Role is. What's the Mighty Nine? Ah, so that's, that's the their new, show. That's the other show coming out, That's their out, show right? that they got a green lip for um, that is coming out. All that is, so you know, Critical Role. Mm-hmm. D&D Live Play. So whenever you roll a dice, it's die. a 20. It's a 20. Critical Role is a D&D live stream, a mm-hmm. live play. For those of you who don't know, it's just people playing D&D on a stream. Now, when that was first brought up, even I was like, I don't fucking... I don't want to watch people roll Correct. dice. Especially, right? you know. You fool. Especially these people. You know? Right. Those people. The voice actors, but, you know. And that's know. what makes it special. Right. Voice actors, right? So uh, Legend of Vox Machina, that follows their can- their first campaign. Oh, okay. The Mighty Nine right. is their second campaign. Ah. So Critical Role Season 1 yes. is Vox Machina. Critical gotcha. Role Season 2 gotcha. is Mighty Nine. They just have so much content they're on season three right now dude yeah and each and it's like three, three four plus hours, hours yeah. each each like yeah. camp like not even campaign each episode and the campaign is like 20 episodes long you know like yeah. it's the, the smartest thing they did was turn it into a podcast yes um so people can listen to it as they drive things like right. that um but it is again i still can't i love watching highlights mm-hmm. and yes. story beats and things like that but i can't sit for three four hours watching people play D D. No matter how much I love specifically Critical Role, right? Um, I just can't do it. I really liked Critical Role when I was working overnight shifts. Oh, totally. Because you something just you just put on and sit there mm-hmm. on a computer. Two it, episodes, you're done. You're throw out. it on one <laughs> monitor. Yeah, exactly. And have it basically on in the background. Right. You know, and you kind of pay attention. You know, for story beats and stuff, but you can also like do other shit. Right. While you go oh, yeah. out there, it was great. Yeah. So yeah, that's Mighty Nine is their other show that uh, everything's on Amazon. Um, and it, and like that, this 
last season, this this current season is. I think it's just wrapping up, right? It's season like, two, as of this recording, they just on Friday released their last ah, three awesome. episodes of yep. the season. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. It's a lot of fun. If you like D and D or anything nerdy, or you're looking for something that has good um, world building, stories, and lore, um, I would I would give it a shot. How do you guys feel about the the D and D movie that's coming out? Well, Honor I'll tell you when I see thieves? it because I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, is I know. That, it, is it that actually, a theater movie for Brian? It might be because it actually looks a lot of fun. Yeah, and like every time they like the creatives and the actors talk about it, it's like, oh, it's actually diving into it's actually paying a lot of respect and like fun to D D as a whole even if which you, is really cool there's yeah. a there's a for their first one there's obviously a trailer breakdown and i, I like trailer breakdowns for thing for existing ips because it does kind of um mm-hmm. give you easter eggs right and things right um and they're sticking to a lot of the like actual like D lore mm-hmm. um which mm-hmm. is kind of hard i always love whenever people can translate that to screen as you guys know my favorite D D lore would not transfer well to screen. That's a little be a little too graphic a for too mainstream audiences. Problematic, probably yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but hey, who, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited to see. Uh, I hope it does well because I would love for it to be. Look, I know there's like a universe like overkill right now. <laughs> yes, the connected universe, everything right but now. But if yeah. they, but even. Especially, it doesn't need to be connected because that's the whole point of D and D. It can all take place in the same world, and you never meet the other people, right? Right, and that's the kind of stuff I love. Um, when, whenever it's things like miles and miles away, and you're just it, it's one character saying, "Oh my God, can you believe aliens attack New York?" And that's it, right? That's the only thing that is brought up about the Battle of New York in the MCU. Right, right. I think that would be great. So, same thing with D and D; they can do whatever they want. Uh, but I would love to see it. Uh, its own universe. I I also I'm also fascinated to see like how it's actually going to do, you know, because its budget is only forty five billion dollars. So it's like there's technically been indie films made for more, <laughs> right? So it's like if you're trying to basically put this out there, like if it makes just a little bit more than that, it'll 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 do pretty well, I think. But yeah, it doesn't have. Yeah, right. The it doesn't have to not... like make a billion dollars yeah. or two billion dollars like Avatar: The Way of Water had yeah. to do to break even, essentially. Um, so we could force James Cameron to continue making those movies. God. Um, but no, I yeah, I'm fascinated to see how it's actually going to do at large. And I'm like Brian, I I think D and D lore is so fascinating. The fact that they're actually taking a really fun swing at it, yeah, like is is really interesting because I think like, there was a trailer that where they showed like the red robes and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, this is really like, they're actually getting into some like serious D&D stuff. I think Joe Manganiello's project in the Dragonlance world, I think it might be taking itself a little too seriously. If oh, it, for me. far too Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think this is a good intro for that's, people. That's what I kind of wore, like Henry Cavill's doing the Warhammer thing. And I know Warhammer is a very Jesus serious Christ. property. There's nothing fun but about like, Warhammer universe. But like Henry, I, and I love Henry Cavill's just so, so great, so hot. Um, but it's <laughs> what, like what was that last thing? Uh, I'm sorry. What? 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 Um, uh, he's just got so many talents. Um, mm. I'm I'm curious when it when him pivoting to Warhammer, like what that's gonna actually look like when it happens. Yeah, because you can't have that like classic the way things are going now with action, big budget action movies. Right. There's always like, huh? Oh, we have comic relief for 20 minutes. Right. Something's total. Got, something's gonna be a little quippy, you know, a little quippy. I don't know stuff. if you guys know a lot about the Warhammer universe, but it is. I did a little deep dive in it. Yeah. It is 
dark as fuck. There's no humor the at all. The word well, oppressive is, co- is is attached to Warhammer yes. quite a bit. Yeah. It's, it's Both a f- in its rules and its world. <laughs> the Cavill Project is a 40K project, right? Not classic I Warhammer? Believe, I believe you are correct about that, yes. But 40K in and of itself is also still like in that world. Yeah, that's why it's 40K. It's 40,000 years yeah. from the original Warhammer. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. But it's yeah. still like... Yeah, right, right, right. Ugh. But it's it's space marines, not knights. <laughs> right? right. Sort of. I, I can't. No, I, 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 just, I, just say, I None of us this are... This would be a not, bad podcast. They're, they're I all, could explain it to you, and I'm not going to now. They're all evolved from the old guy. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's stylistically different. It's not swords and... Yeah. And it never wants swords and... Well, they have some swords. Warhammer? Sometimes they use swords. Warhammer, you're talking about. Okay. Using a a Warcraft. That's something. That's something separate. (laughs) Like orcs and everything. That's a separate thing from Warhammer. The Warhammer universe. Mm. 40k is the is the main storyline. Oh. Yeah. I thought. Well, so because Warhammer takes place in the future. Yes, like way in the future. Warhammer 40k takes place in the future. Also, yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a double future scenario. <laughs> double, double future? future. Ooh, it's but Inception. it's in space. So, so what so takes so place in the past? Nothing. It's just <laughs> a different planet. You're right. It's like a, a side. Let thing. me get my ruler out. We'll settle this. <laughs> play for three hours to get uh, an inch. Right? I'm going to make Brian's nose bleed by talking about Warhammer. Yeah, no, a thing sucks. that he's <sighs> not into. <laughs> right. But Warhammer is uh, saying that like it does have it has there's a bunch of new games coming out. Like mm-hmm. there's a, the new game that just down. came in a little bit that, that people are kind of mixed dark, on but Dark Tide, Dark Vermintide, I think. <laughs> dark Dark Tide was the first one. Are we talking about death metal albums? Right yeah. <laughs> Listen to the onslaught. But then they have like a really cool like uh Colonial Marines game that's coming out. It looks really interesting. People are pretty yeah. hyped up about. But but yeah, that, that's just a lot of fascinating stuff. I I'm curious again how as a whole how Fan like especially not new fantasy but like uh, nerdy fantasy is really going to do as a whole like in the public you know yeah the I mean? last thing I'll say about it is if D and D if you go in there and you're like oh it's not following the lore take like it's not for Come, you man make it go play your game and make right. it you make they the didn't lore. roll for initiative yeah geez, <laughs> <I> just, like, <laughs> come on come on guy come on guy what's uh what's the Rick and Morty thing. Well, that's my full-on topic. Let's, I mean... Let's, yeah. Because I'm, I'm just going to talk about Nintendo's doing some cool things. That's really all I got to say. Well, we've talked about this a few times in the past, and I just want to see... I want to test the water, see where we're at currently about art versus artist. You know, that's a hot topic Because right there's now. two of them specifically that we can talk about. So Hogwarts first, legacy. You nailed it, buddy. <laughs> so first, the uh, Justin Roiland, Rick and Morty thing. Yeah. And second, Hogwarts right. Legacy, the video game that has come out that is right. open world and seems And we like had a discussion getting... a long time ago about separating art from the artists, et right. cetera, et cetera. So this is like part two. Right. I think, I think both of these are... The ice, they're similar, fine, whatever. I think they're in vastly different worlds comparing like... Basically. I'm not buying a Kanye album versus I'm not playing... <laughs> That's a great ha- third example. Yeah, totally. It is. Yeah, but the difference is like Rick and Morty and Hogwarts Legacy are, in fairness, intellectual properties yes. o- owned or created by problematic people. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. Those people, Rick and Morty is Justin Roiland, J.K. Rowling is Harry Potter, are both now 
separate and distinct right. from the IPs. E- everything that since they created. J- J.K. Rowling has said her very problematic and awful things yeah. about trans people. Um, she has not been involved, actively involved in Harry Potter property since then. Basically, like yeah. uh, there was like a oh god, like a Christmas or two ago, they did like a big HBO Max. Harry Potter special, blah, blah. Yeah, the reunion. And like thing. the only footage they showed of her, of J.K. Rowling was from 2016, basically, and which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And then, like with Hogwarts Legacy, like the developers have even been like, we support trans people. She has nothing to do with this game, even though she invented, right. created Harry Potter, essentially. I think the thing people are upset about is, is yeah. legally she gets she, money from her. It. The company she owns is, is the company. That is also co times five producing Harry Hogwarts Legacy essentially. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, she does make some money off of Hogwarts Legacy. So here's the if okay. So if you're not familiar, Justin Roiland created a very popular cartoon, Rick and Morty. Except several of them. <laughs> uh, I w- yeah, I would say Rick and Morty is the most popular. It kind of yes. s- stemmed three more that were like basically the same, just not sci-fi. Yeah, sure. Uh, his creative well is very shallow. Um, but what, what do you mean? Burp, fart. <laughs> um, I'm, say, I'm improvising say something here. Something very fast. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't believe what's happening right now. Oh, oh you're doing this. Uh, burp, oh, fart. Uh, yeah, I'm improvising. Yeah, yeah, we all get it. <laughs> he has not been part of the creative process for the show yeah. in years, right. which I, which I think is fast. All of his shows, basically, yes. yeah. like he basically just gives the seed. Which, admittedly, Rick and Morty is a fun seed. It's Back to the Future if they were both fucked up. Yeah, uh, if bo- families both, fucked yes, up. Right. Um, but he has been um, charged, not accused, charged Allegedly. with... Allegedly. I mean, I guess just a, <laughs> let's get it out of the way now for legal reasons. <laughs> he has been charged with uh, unlawful imprisonment and I believe something to do with a minor. Right. There have been, and, and there have been many women, prominent women in the inter- yes. entertainment industry have come forward to say that he has been very awful and harassing them through dms and phone calls and texts and things like that and vargas i think you made a very good point since he has been so far removed rick and morty seems very easy to still be a fan of um without feeling guilty or or worrying you're supporting justin because when all of that shit hit and all of the shows rick and morty solar opposites and there's another another it's like the one with the bear or uh, yeah. like the nature reserve oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. They all said, like, announced, like, we are continuing these shows without Justin Roiland. And then it yeah. came out, basically, like, all like all these writers and creatives, et cetera, they're like, we rarely see Justin Roiland involved in anything that he, we're actively doing. He just does the voice He acting. basically just provides voice. Voices, and voice matching like is going to be super simple. Oh, like, yeah. uh, long-time yeah. weird fans. And again... I think we've said this multiple times. Right. Rick and Morty fans are more annoying than, yeah. than it Rick drives. And Morty. Yes, yeah. it drives people away more right. than the show itself. So, so I think like Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites and the other show. I think, is it called Great Outdoors? I believe yes. Like that that. sounds yeah. that sounds pretty accurate. I think those are pretty easy to separate the artist from the artist. We can be guilt free. Well, because like he's not the artist is gone. Yeah. Right. Especially and, now that he's not even doing the voice. Right. And, and to a point, like as someone who is, I. I, I was listening to a podcast about the Hogwarts legacy thing and blah, blah, blah. And there was a guy much like me who was, who is Handsome. and was conflicted Funny. about their thoughts on Harry Potter Smart. and Hogwarts <laughs> legacy. Basically being that like, I enjoyed and loved Harry Potter before I knew JK Rowling was a awful transphobe. Right. Because it 
came pretty late. It came oh she after had the like, movies. Oh, I mean, it, it was like yeah, it was like after, three years ago. <laughs> and I, yeah. I I do remember too before that. Right. She she actually got a lot of support because somebody had a problem with the musical Harry Potter casting a black Hermione. Sure. Right. And J.K. Rowling came out and it was like the only character description like, is right. curly hair. Yes. Yeah. She was like, who gives a shit? Like, and no so one like people were like, oh god, that's awesome. Like right. we love this franchise. Now we love this person. And then she <laughs> turned to Ricky well, Gervais. And then, and and then she was well, like, and then she like she would also do like funny things. Like people would ask. Like she was the one who like ye- at years after the last Harry Potter book. Someone was talking about Dumbledore, and she was like, "Oh yeah, he's gay." Yeah, and people were like, "What? Huh?" You know, it was. And she would do like weird stuff like that. Yeah, and then she mentioned, "Oh, it was the someone asked like, oh, are there any Jewish characters?" And she gave the most Jew like so, like Ivan, you know, <laughs> yes. like yes. Smeagolstein. Like it was just like <laughs> what? It was it was insane. Like it was something that was just so bananas, and then. Hogwarts Legacy is getting good reviews. People say it's a fun Harry Potter set in the much like Warhammer set yeah. in the in the past, essentially, um, game that like I am conflicted about. Like it looks fun, it looks interesting. I enjoy Harry Potter outside of J.K. Rowling's awful comments, but like at the same time, it's like I don't want to buy it to support uh, hypothetically support this transphobe. Right. You know what I mean? And so here's where the crux is because I think we brought this up on the first one. How many other people are also going to get money that are not transphobes from That's the thing, you right? buying that game? So right. that, so like take into account and this is again this is this whole conversation these guys are having and what we're having right now about like the entire development team who created Harry Hogwarts Legacy are not transphobes. And that accounts like hundreds of people yeah. that by not Again, this is just a conversation we're having. I'm not saying you should buy this or not buy this either way. But like by not buying this game, you're also not support. You're hurting the development team and their future success of making other games, et cetera, outside of the properties of um, transphobic people. Yeah. Right. Um, Which I think is it's interesting. And this this guy went on to then say, like, he is a fairly popular streamer, YouTuber guy who said, like, I got the game for free. Right. So like I did not pay any money to buy this game. And he says, every time I stream the game, whatever revenue I make off my streams, I am taking a portion of that and donating it to like trans lifeline and things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's that's an interesting and fascinating conversation. But also at the same time, it's like for someone like me who's just some dumb idiot who <laughs> like can't it's like I can donate to trans lifeline and things like that, but like at the same time, I don't have you know, I don't have the pull wherewithal to like <laughs> I, I'm a small uh, uh, ripple in, yeah. in, a, in a bigger pond. Let me ask you this, and Vargas, I know you're itching to talk. Nah. You're scratching to talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me ask you this, and then Vargas, <laughs> the floor, buddy, is, <laughs> is yours. Uh, what if you... Now, this is a very black and white question, right? So this right. is not... Um, black. My, is that the right answer? <laughs> God damn it. This is not like an opinion thing or anything. <laughs> right. If you donated seventy dollars to trans, uh, what was it? Trans lifeline, trans lifeline, things like that. Yeah, and then you spent there are other, other many great trans, yes, things like that. And you spent seventy dollars to buy Hogwarts Legacy, right? Now, technically, in the grand scheme of karma, if you believe in it, <laughs> and if you believe in it a very a very particular it way, it does balance out. It balances the scale. I right? honestly was thinking about that of like while even while having this conversation, basically saying like thinking to myself like, oh, I could donate to this other trans. Like cor- like uh, organization things like that, Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline, things like that, while also buying this game and enjoying it. But then also, 
outside of the controversy, et cetera, it's like, I don't have the time to play it. <laughs> that is just a time. That is the, the very you know awful I mean? time. Yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I just don't have J.K. the time. J.K. Rowling aside. Because as soon as seeing, like, <laughs> basically, then then also, like, this is, now we're, I'm, I'm taking myself out of the trans yes. conversation just talking about Brendan's time in video games. <laughs> yes. Just real fast. I, I was reading the reviews for this game and seeing that, like, oh, it's like a 30 to 50 hour experience. Jesus. And that's if you just run through. Just play the game. yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you want to complete it, it's like a hundred plus hour game. I immediately went like classic. Do you remember Life Before Child? <laughs> Barely. Let me tell you, because I'm wiping boogers off her nose this morning. Like now, you the the floor, scratch it, baby. Oh, uh, I mean, I th- I think for me personal opinion, sure. The it, it's a matter of numbers, right? Like we so we had this conversation on First Issue Club specifically about a guy named Jim Stranko. Um Classic comic book artist, wrote and drew a lot of really classic covers. He's coming to Planet this year. I've got a bunch of books I would love for him to sign. Is it on like Mars or something like that? What? <laughs> he's at Planet. Planet. He's oh, Planet, Planet Comic Con. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives somewhere else. Big, big Comic Con here in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> recently, well, recently and not so recently, came out and was like, uh, it's the Chinese virus and George Soros. <sighs> that that owns old the world. Song yeah. dance. <laughs> Very, which he, always, he, by the a, way, funnels into anti-Semitic. Oh, oh uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's a horrible racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's ninety years old. Right? And you said you well, still want right, his autograph. I was autograph? gonna say he, well, he is very old. Right. That's yeah. the thing. Right. Like I want to get his autograph because he's created yes classic some of the best comic books. Comic, right. Yeah. I don't want to hand him $20. Right. <laughs> and that's what it costs to get him to sign a book. Right. right? Me literally handing him $20. Right. Do you think he'd take it? See, this is what's interesting about these people. Go ahead. Is that if your name was Andrew Vargastein, do you think he would take your money? Uh, yeah. Andrew Vargas Soros. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked up with a mask on. Yeah. I mean. You know what I mean? He'd have a pin. He'd take my money. Of course he would. Exactly. He would say, at the end of the day, he would take my money. And I think that's what separates us from uh, them. It, what, what Mike said on First Issue Club was, you should pay him, have him sign your thing, and then be like, hey, you're a horrible racist. You're a horrible and you have fucking bad miserable ideas. asshole. Yeah, yeah. And then just walk away. <laughs> but. But like, then he sells your $20. And then he sells your money. Yeah, yeah. That, that, though. Is a world of difference right. between buying a video game that is semi co-produced right. by someone who owns a company that is a trans seven ste- seven steps of Kevin Bacon essentially. I mean, yeah, yeah. seven steps. I mean, I <laughs> I get ultimately how people can black right. and white this issue and say I'm not going to support it. But I just did seventy seventy. Right, right. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of folks from. What is it? Portkey Studios? I think company? I bl- I whatever. So yeah, or Avalanche or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what exactly it is. These game production companies right. whose lives and careers could be bettered and forwarded by this game doing well. Some right. of who honestly might be trans or thinking about trans themselves. Right. So like, who knows? Who knows? But like, that to me is like, okay. I and whatever you right. want the line to be is obviously a personal choice. Right. I, I agree. So, I, I agree. Ultimate, ultimately, this whole thing comes down to if you're able to separate the artist from the artist, art from the artist. I, I believe it is possible. I, I at do some it, level, I yeah. do it in music that I listen to. Yeah. Like one of my favorite bands of the recent memory is Culture Abuse, who I've seen, love them to death. Came out several years ago that their uh, vocalist was a sex pest, and <laughs> and the band 
immediately disbanded. Yeah. Their Instagram now is literally just like every time they post is just for charities of sexual harassment, rape, assault, etc. And so like, but but guess but that back catalog doesn't. But stop that back existing. catalog is man. They have some bank like especially summertime. I that's immediately what I go to and listen to. And I one like one day it's like whenever my daughter grows up or like yeah. my future kids. It's like. My my wife and I still love the Harry Potter movies and books. You know what I mean? Like, I think we can have those conversations about like, listen, here is this thing that opened up a world of like, to some people like my wife who read Harry Potter and then went, wow, there's other fantasy and interesting stories to tell in this, in worlds like this, you know, as well as just made really fun, great movies that had people involved who aren't awful, right. <laughs> you know, terrible people. So I, I just think it's, it's, it's just a fascinating conversation to have in like, Whatever you decide is, is your choice, and yeah. that's totally fine and acceptable. I I think specifically this Hogwarts Legacy game is a great could be a great first step in taking that franchise back. You know, I right? Like right people, yeah, right, well, yeah. I mean, well, yes. well, like like I said, like every Harry Potter medium thing that they've done since in the past couple years yeah. doesn't involve J.K. Rowling at all. Right. You know, like actively, I'm sorry, actively involve J.K. Rowling. Yeah, the, at all. the Fantastic Beasts. Films. She wrote like the first couple, and then like I I can't remember if she I I honestly and cannot we, remember if she and wrote we all the last remember one. how good those were. Yes, yeah. I saw the se- my wife and I saw the second one in theaters and went that was actively the worst movie we've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, and didn't and then had no interest in seeing the the third one that and came that out was like a, a year. That was a double feature for Battlefield Earth. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I you know the, all we can hope is that when Maggie is old enough to watch them that. Yeah. Trans is associated with transhumanism, right. and we've already we're we're in that world now. Yeah, I you hope you can go see Uncle Vargas in his computer room. Yeah, because <laughs> I will be you the, are the, the computer. Was the Correct. computer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Let's talk about some games not involving terrible people. Uh, Nintendo did a big direct a little bit ago, um, where they uh, announced a couple of like big games. They finally showcased Zelda Breath of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, which man, Z- Link is driving a car. Yeah, dude. And flying a little ship, which Grand Theft Auto Hyrule, which looks like because right before he is driving his little car, he pulls a tire out of a out of a pond, and you're and it's like, oh, you you can build your shit, yeah. like build this. So Mario Kart is canon, <laughs> basically in in Hyrule, huh? But they also uh, uh, drop, sh- which Nintendo does not do this. They do it for like demos and other and smaller games, but. Metroid Prime Remastered, yeah. which is like probably one of my top 10 games of all time, dropped a remastered version on the Switch, which I immediately bought. And I was like, and I've been playing through it and it's incredible. But for them to be able to acknowledge, like, because Metroid Prime 4 has been on the back burner yeah. for many years and it's coming sometime. But for them to be like, okay, we're going to drop this game. Maybe the other two games to lead up into the fourth game, which I think is fascinating and interesting, which is, again, if you've never played Metroid Prime or have played it, goddamn it, it looks and plays so well, especially with updated controls on the Switch, etc. But the most the thing I'm most excited about is for Nintendo Switch Online, which they finally got me to, to upgrade that plan, they dropped the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, which right now some of the games on there are just kind of, you know, basic games, etc., but what I'm hoping is the promise of future games, specifically Pokemon games yep. for the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. The uh, exciting thing of uh, whenever they did the NES and SNES, they put Mother and Earthbound on them. 
and Martha 3 has never been localized in the United States, which was a Game Boy Advance game. Yep. That's what I'm really pulling and hoping for. Yeah. Because uh, right before they, I remember specifically a year or two ago when they announced the NES and SNES online virtual console shit for the Switch, the director of Mother 3 and That's Earthbound right, and stuff yeah. like that was like tweeted out like, hey, you might want to watch this thing today. It's like, not only is Nintendo <laughs> recognizing this property that people love, but the director of and the creator of this stuff is also acknowledging this stuff. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the future of what this could be and the future things they could be adding and things like that. Where are we at on Goldeneye? Uh, I have not. I know it's they added it to N64. And it's out? Yeah. Yeah, it's already out. It's out? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, man. They Why su- are we playing right they now? They support local co-op, et cetera, et cetera. So I think even online co-op, too. Uh-huh. What are we doing? Let's stop recording. Every, let's all go home. This yeah. is what we're doing. That's what I, mean. I think the next charity event should be. Should yeah. Be <laughs> well, it's already changed. March 25th, 1 no, p.m. Big no, rip. no odd jobs. No odd No jobs. proximity wine. No either. proximity wine. <laughs> no, oh, dude. Marcus. No. You don't get to sit in a corner <laughs> <laughs> because you know where the box is. It's but so no, that, that is that is on there. But the, but, the, but the big thing, I've not played in N64 games on there yet. Um, even though I've upgraded to the to that. They got, like I said, Nintendo, Mr. Mio, mm. Miyamoto-san got me. Um uh, but the big thing with the N64 online games is that, you know, the N64 controller is dog shit. Buck wild, right? Yeah. Do you remember the people that held it on the outside and used their middle finger for the Z trigger? They're you, called sociopaths. People did that? Yes. People did that. Oh, man. Okay. I was, I was, I used my dick like <laughs> a normal person. <laughs> but people say that the control schemes do not translate very well for, the, for those games. So that's the only thing that makes me go, like, eh, I don't know if I want to pay, play like, you know, some some games on there and stuff. Well, like do you that. have you don't have to buy Goldeneye. You can just if you have the it's emulator, on N sixty four. Yeah, you just go yeah. do it. Yeah, it's just for freezies. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm gonna say this: if I move and look with the same stick on my double stick controller, yeah. I will not be playing it. Oh yeah. If I, it if it moves like the old sixty four. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but we'll have to we'll have, we'll have to test it out and see how it I guess goes. so. I guess. Oh. Did you ever play Mother Three? You said it wasn't in the mm-hmm. U.S., but I you're the kind of person that would get a bootleg. Oh, I've tried. And the big thing about it is, is you can find it out there if you know you get in your ship, put on your eye patch, put on your your hat. Yeah, yes. And go. Yes. You know, you can find it out there because the issue with getting Mother Three to the states is that it was never localized officially. Yeah. So like. A group of people had to go in and like line by line of this massive RPG game and translate it to English, and that was the big like hold up for a long time. I bet you could figure it out. Oh, well, that was the big hold up for a long time was pe- like the effort to do that, and then air then ergo put it out there for free. Essentially, you know. For, I'm just saying. For, I bet you could figure it out. For, the, the Japanese version. I bet you could like because yes, the noted easy clues. language. Japanese. Just, no, just context clues. <laughs> You're like, you need to go somewhere. I'm sure there's an objective marker somewhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. On this Super Nintendo game or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where RPGs were fully developed. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Uh, I watched legitimately one of the scariest movies I've ever watched. Wow. That's saying a lot. Skin of Yeah. That movie fucked me up. Yep. I know a homeboy over there saw it. I was not. There were moments. It's too long. 
that's just my bla- like my just big thing. I keep coming back and forth. Yes, which we'll talk we'll talk about it. But what are at, your thoughts? But basically, it it it's for those of you that don't know what Skinner Rick is. It was made by a guy on like a tiny budget in his parents' house. It's about two kids who wake up one night and his, their dad is gone, and the house is all the, actively working against them. All the doors and windows disappear. Just gone. The house layout changes. There is a yeah. voice that talks to them. It is an experiment. Like the movie is not a movie. It's like an experiment, right? Like it's a, it's a, uh, it's experience. It, I guess that's the best way. It's avant garde. Not even well, kind of, but like it's literally like somebody filmed a nightmare. Yes, like uh, there are there are things the that best, don't make sense. That's the best thing that works for it. Yeah, it is a liminal space nightmare. Yeah, and there are moments of it that don't work for me just because I think they're kind of boring. Yeah, moments that are the most horrifying and awful thing I've ever seen in my life. The last like, is it a found footage? No, kind of. Yeah, that, that's the thing about it because, like, Gonzo. The reason why it is like experimental and an experience and not a movie is there's no real narrative to it, yeah. and like Vargas said, it shot like a nightmare. So, like, all the shots are like of the kids' feet, of like the corner of the room, yeah. of the TV in the distance. Just like eighty percent of this movie is static images. Yes, and so like liminal. It, I don't, it, for those like <laughs> liminal space. I think is important to define because like. Normal space is we see doors, windows, we know the layout of room. Non-normal space is like bananas, MC Escher bullshit, yeah. right? Liminal space is the best way to define it is like when you're walking down a hotel hallway, yeah. that is a liminal space yeah. where there are concrete, not concrete, but like static doors in like a perfect pattern. You can see either the hallway just going out ahead of you, et cetera, et cetera. So like that's that's kind of like the idea of it is that because there are no doors and windows because it's just hallways, rooms, weird, bizarre spaces. Yeah, it is a liminal space nightmare. It feels like a House of Leaves is one of my favorite yeah. like horror novels of all time, which is a liminal space horror novel. It reminds me a lot of that. But I will say that like even though a lot of it does does not work for me, but a lot of it does work for me because it yeah. is horrifying. Um. The last like thirty minutes, when yeah, one of the children is by themselves in yeah. this nightmare, and it just escalates, and it ends in some of the most horrifying, straight up, evil looking shit I've yeah. ever seen in my life, and that that for me is what like compounds is that even though the majority, not even majority, even though like some of it does not work, it it like wraps itself up in this thing that just like I'm like, yep, <laughs> that yeah. that works for me. That's and that's why, like, the ending sort of justifies the beginning. Buddy. Because yeah. the first 30 or 40 minutes of the movie, yes. nothing happens. Literally. I mean... Nothing. You get, like, a little bit of setup of the kid sleepwalking, the dad on a phone call, but that's really yeah. it. Like, kids playing. Like, that's all you get for the first, like, 30, yeah. 40 minutes. And it's super boring. Yes. But, again, once you get to the end, yes. it's like... Okay, I've spent 40 minutes bored out of my mind. Yes. Just like these kids would be. And, like it puts right. you in the same headspace. Yes. The meta. And, yeah. and I think that's that's again like and even like the spaces in between like when they go upstairs to the yeah. parents' bedroom, when the girl goes downstairs into the basement, which right. is the most just uh, yeah. like gives me like chills thinking about it. But like the spaces in between that are just like the kids not they're they're sleeping right because what else do you do you know exactly. what I mean? like they're sleeping they're playing you're seeing these weird off images and like 
I know that we could. So is there a mom in the picture? Uh, she's going. You only hear about her like. Through the dad's television. So it's just the kids. Yes. Once the dad disappears, it's just the kids. And there's stuff that happens to the kids that, like, as a father, just made me, like, curl, like, like, curl, like, look away from the screen in fear. Like, there's a conversation the boy has with 911 that is legitimately one of the most skin crawling things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, But, but like, and I think what works, because me and my buddy Christian were talking about the movie too, about, like, you know, because it sets up, and we don't have to de- like. I think the reason why it works is because it is like an actual nightmare you're watching. Yeah. But like, it's so fascinating the like the way you can break it down of like, is it a sleep paralysis thing? Because like, is right. it like a sleepwalking thing this boy is having, etc. But at the end of the day, man, like, if you have the patience for it, I think that's the biggest thing is like having yeah. the patience for it because like this is very much a movie I've seen many people talk about being like. That was off. I, I don't get it. You know, I don't get it because right. there was no narrative. It is shot like a nightmare, et cetera. But for me, like at the end of the day, it, it man, totally, totally worked for yeah. me because it was horrifying. People say the, uh, the outwaters is another type of movie like that. I've got them on my watch list. Yes. <laughs> I think it's coming to Screenland and it's also coming to um, somewhere, some streaming thing yeah. too, you know, but people say it's a, it's a very, excuse me, similar to that type of movie, yeah. which I'm fascinated by. Yeah, it, it'll be cool to see. I don't you know, whoever the creator director was. Um, I'm hoping he has a big career. Uh, yeah, and doesn't go the way of like Shane Currith. <laughs> yeah, who got a little too eso- way too esoteric. He got too weird, stuff, yeah. and then his like last two movies didn't make any money, so well, he's kind of faded away. And have but... you ever heard of his uh, big project he was going to make that was like a ninety million dollar like? just bananas type of movie have you ever heard have you ever heard of that Mm-mm. i'll, I'll well, i can't think of what it is yeah. called off the top of my head but it's a project he was developing after he made you know a primer then like upstream color was upstream a color movie. and then something he made, else he made a third movie and then he starred in something but he was involved creatively yes but yeah. but he was working on this massive project for many years that like was your typical like started to take off then um, yeah, started yeah. to take off and just died you know died and eventually, I think it did die. But he put the entire script like out there for you to read. Dope. And reading it, it is like a fascinating like. If you make this correctly, I think it would have totally been this interesting dimensional nightmare movie. Yeah, that I think would have would have been fascinating to actually see. Yeah, but but no, I, yes, I'm fascinated to see what this what this guy's gonna do because again, he made it in his parents' like house yeah. over the like a weekend. Yeah, for like. By himself. Yes, correct. He, he wrote, directed, and edited the movie. Yes. Like, Which is good. Whatever. Pretty good. And again, it's like literally one of the most terrifying movies I've ever watched. Correct. I told Kara about it, and she was uncomfortable with the fact that I watched it in yes. our apartment. I told, because of course my <laughs> wife hates horror movies, yeah. and so like I explained to her that I watched it, because I, I had heard, because it was at Screenland for like a week, I think, yeah. and I missed it there, but then like it came to streaming very quickly, so like I streamed it on like Shutter, uh, yeah. Shutter I think. And uh, basically, that was like a lot of people were saying, like, I think it would work better in your house with the lights off oh, yeah. watching it by yourself. And like, that's what I did. And in the morning, like I was telling my wife about it and and just talking, like explaining some of the situations for her. She was like, and you watch that in our house? Yeah. And yeah, I was like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. And of course, I listened to it like on my PlayStation oh, headphones, God. which yeah. don't, I mean, that made a very fun experience, especially with the way some of this, the house speaks to the, to the kids, yeah. but God damn, like I, I, I think 
really if you're interested in any type of like I mean horror in general but like st- sticking with a movie for a little while and like yeah. ex- like truly experiencing it I think it'd be a lot of fun to to experience. Yeah. But it's a great movie. Yes. Great yes. movie. I have a question and I'm going to limit you both to two words a piece for your answers. Uh-huh. What do you think of AMC's ticket price changes? Bull fucking shit. Fuck you, a- Mr. AMC, Whoops. you Whoops. ass liquor. What? A- ass liquor. Okay. Two words. Most bad. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you know what's most good, though? March 25th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Big rip, 1 p.m. Come on down. Help us Help us get some money to Down Syndrome Innovations. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Mario Kart uh, is going to be played. You can play it, um, and you can win stuff. And you can also have nice beer. And you can also get beat by us. If, well, you're gonna, if you play, you're going to get And you can ask us our AMC seat. Uh, opinions because yes, let me tell you they're, they're terrible I, t- I hate it so much Whoops. I hate it oh. hey thanks for listening uh, to and another thing this has been so great I'm so glad you've stuck around yeah listen you, next episode when we talk about the best Jackie Chan movie ooh it's gonna be fun let me tell you there are many of them there are a lot he's in a lot of movies nah he's in like three <laughs> Shanghai <laughs> Nights right uh, oh. which was not a sequel he was in Rush Hour 2 for sure uh huh uh-huh. Rush Hour 3. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. making Rush Hour 4, so be prepared for the, his fourth yep. movie. If it comes out before we record, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have anything else. I think that's it. Uh, go Chiefs. I'm not nervous at all. Nope. Bye. Bye.